One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm so happy, so happy my arms are out of the frame and I'm probably ruining the camera shot but I don't care if I, this attire will not do today justice so we've got to celebrate. <laughs> it didn't work but you know what? I couldn't give two hoots. This is the first time you've watched Ups and Downs. You've probably already switched off because you're like, who is this maniac? But I tell you, when happy things arrive in your life, you just have to turn on your happy gland and obviously be happy. My name is Simon from What Culture. Welcome to Raw Ups and Downs. Let's not waste any time and take the finger of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down for the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. Raw truly is the craziest wrestling show in history. Kicked off Raw, and he gets an up. Yep, that's what mood I'm in today. I don't even care. Raw then went super Raw, because before he could do much of anything, we had Matt Riddle, we had Randy Orton, we had MVP, and we had Bobby Lashley, because of course you have to start every single Raw with as many people as possible. But Biggie made it very clear, I know there's some WWE Championship happenings coming later, but I am going to cash in my Money in the Bank contract. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. I talked about it on Twitter before Raw, and I'm telling you right now, this is going down. Riddle freaked out that he may do this on Orton, so MVP he told him to shut up because that's not going to happen and then fair play to MVP he explained the reason why we're not getting the tag team title match tonight which was what last week's Raw was all about is because he believes Randy had gone to WWE management and politicked his way into having his WWE title match on tonight instead. I was like oh my gosh WWE gave us an explanation for a change. Usually they just hope that you forget. Orton basically admitted that he had done this too and then he gave us a little bit of a wink so that was good and then they all got into to an argument and MVP was like, oh, Big E, you're just running scared from Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And then Bobby Lashley told us that he was going to take the briefcase and stick it up Big E's ass. I was like, that doesn't sound very PG at all. Oh, and then used all of this to give an RKO to Bobby Lashley, which of course came out of nowhere. And this was a much better start to Raw than usual because the stakes were high. That's what you should always be doing when you kick off a TV program. Make me go, oh my gosh, I am invested. A little bit of a spoiler. This is all going to get so much better before we're done. Charlotte was then here. Hello, Charlotte. And she was saying that she's going to go out there and beat Shayna Baszler's ass because that's just what she does. And then we saw Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and they're still falling out. I'm pretty sure we're about to split up that tag team. As it turned out, this was leading to Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler. 
and it was all right. I mean, it's not the best thing you've ever seen, but I'm giving it up. Flair started with a dive, which was pretty cool. And after a while, Shayna Baszler took over with strikes because, you know, it's almost like she's an actual fighter and she can get away with that. But the big thing was this, was that Nia Jax walked out halfway through and much like Shayna Baszler had done to her last week, she basically cost her friend no need for that, but you know I'm talking about the match. Because as she was being an absolute goofball on the apron, Shayna Baszler was like, would you get out of here, you absolute nimrod? And when she turned around, Charlotte Flair booted her right in the face. One, two, three, we were done. This, of course, does count as a distraction finish. Bring it down. We are up to 98. <laughs> Who's excited? The big 100 is just round the corner. I assumed Alexa Bliss was going to turn up at some point, because, of course, it is going to be Charlotte versus Alexa at the pay-per-view. And if you can believe it, you know, we've talked about this a lot, I actually think this is the best thing that WWE has done with voodoo, scary, spooky Alexa Bliss. To the point, I must be in a good mood. I'm giving it up. And it was weird. Don't get me wrong. It was weird, but there was no nonsense or magic here. And it ended with Alexa Bliss kicking Charlotte Flair's ass. Now, before all this, she was like, oh, man, I got you a present. And Charlotte was like, I don't want a present. Alexa Bliss was, take my present. And Charlotte was like, I don't want a present. I was like, damn it, just accept the stupid gift. And when she did and she opened it, it was a doll of Charlotte, which I believe we called Charlie. Charlotte was truly offended by this and beforehand made sure the box-like structure wasn't actually a bomb. That made me laugh and I don't know why. And then she threw the doll at Alexa Bliss, which Alexa did not appreciate. So, yeah, she started throwing some fisticuffs. She hit the champion with a code red and then she left. That's how you should treat these kind of a things. There's your challenger. There's your champion. Let's get it on. So it was a well put together segment. I was a little bit stunned. And also, I got my own doll. There he is. Grumpy Bear Gary. I'm going to call him. Now he's gone. And you just knew some gibberish was going to be around the corner. And we did get that because it was Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders taking on Jinder Mahal and his crew. And I was actually like, where the hell did that come from? Here's the thing. And it made no sense because, of course, Drew and Jinder's feud was over at SummerSlam. But this was just Drew McIntyre running wild. So much so, I don't even think Ivar officially got in the match. And then he gave the Claymore kick to Shanky and he pinned him. Honestly, we must have been done and dusted in around about 120 seconds. So you can't get mad at that. I'm now totally convinced that Drew McIntyre is going to go to SmackDown, which he should. We then just had the most lovely backstage segment with the New Day. They were reunited. They were friends. They were excited for Big E. And this is why it's so cool they were never broken up. Because when they do get back together, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. And if you enjoy those warm and fuzzy feelings, my word soon, you're going to be overfilled. Add some 24-7 nonsense next, but I don't care this week. All you need to know is that Reggie was flipping here and flipping there when Drake Maverick arrived, going like, oh, I understand the situation. I have no idea what he was talking about. And then we found out that Jeff Hardy, who last week was just a 24-7 geek, had accepted Damian Priest's open challenge for the US title. It's almost like WWE doesn't actually plan this stuff, but it did work because Jeff Hardy is still do damn beloved by the fans. As soon as they heard the music, they were like, oh my God, it's Jeff Hardy, I can't believe it. James was also on commentary because of course it's going to be Damian Priest versus the Irishman at Extreme Rules. And they just had a solid match, to be honest with you, with Jeff Hardy throwing himself around the place, even though he's into his boys. But Damian was doing the same thing too. At one point, he kind of did this 
springboard leg scissors thing. And even the commentators were like, I don't really know what that was. I was like, no, neither do I. And sure, towards the end, it got a little bit wibbly wobbly, but come on, they are just human beings. They're allowed to make mistakes. And while it wasn't the best reckoning I've ever seen, Damien Priest did hit that, and he beat Jeff Hardy. And if he now goes on to beat Sheamus, this is a pretty good CV that he is making for himself. And it's yet more evidence that WWE has actually decided to push him. They continue this push. They're making a brand new star. And as we have talked about a lot, I need that in my life. I'm a very, very sad man. The Irishman attacked afterwards because that's just what wrestlers do. Although he did get a little bit too distracted with Jeff Hardy here. So when he turned around, kapow, he got road kicked right in the face. And Damien was like, <laughs> I just sold your move like I was playing the video game. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley were then here and they were discussing whether or not they need a victory celebration for when they win matches. And it's become abundantly obvious now that this is WWE trying to recreate RK Bro on the same show. And that's fine and all, like, I do enjoy their chemistry together. But maybe we should come up with something a little bit different. Ripley just wanted to focus on her match with Natalia, and this is when the tag team champions turned up. And look, this is none of their fault, but it could be one of the most scripted things you've ever seen in your life. Nikki Ash had to go, I will win this day if you get in my face. And Tamina, and did you know there's nobody Mina, had to reply, oh, I almost believed you for a second. Just let the flubbing people talk. And of course, they got into a big voice. Sonya Deville then magically arrived and said, look, we're already doing Rhea versus Natalia, so why don't we also do Tamina versus Nikki AHS? And because I'm a massive child, I laughed because that's almost hero super. That's the level of my humor. And we're going to do it right now. Had another segment with Big E before this, which was absolutely tremendous because Riddle was trying to big up Randy and saying, oh, Randy, how are you going to hold both titles? But he annoyed him so much or and just put his headphones on. That's when Big E did turn up and he was like, Randy, don't worry about me. And he basically started to make out with his money in the bank briefcase. If I haven't made this very clear over the last few years, I really, really like Big E. Nikki Ash and Tamina then had a fight and it didn't really go very well. I'm not entirely sure what happened, but this all came down to the finish. Because after Nikki had hit Tamina, what's that, hey, there's nobody Mina, with a tornado DDT, the referee counted the three, but when his hand went down for that last count, Tamina kicked out. But the bell still went, but then Tamina's music started playing, and the ring announcer went, and the winner, Tamina. And I was like, great, that's it. My body's broken. My brain has finally stopped working, because what I'm seeing and hearing are two totally different things. And it turned out this was just a massive flub by everybody involved. And of course, eventually, Natalia and Tamina were attacking everybody, to the point Nikki Ash was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to go backstage. However, right after this, it was Rhea versus Natalia. Nikki Ash came back down to essentially cause... <laughs> the distraction finish so bring it down we are at believe it 99 i actually thought ripley versus natalie was pretty good so i am going to give that an up but for all the shenanigans that came beforehand we're gonna have to give it a down which kind of sums up this feud like elements of it are okay but overall I have an absolute clue what is going on. Ripley also won after that standing cloverleaf that she's done. I think the other problem with this is that I spend the whole time going, wait a minute, where is Shotzi and Knox's title shot? And it makes me worried that next week, maybe Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash are no longer in the tag title program because WWE just decides they don't want to do it anymore. Charlotte was then getting very annoyed at her doll. That's a real sentence. And she threw it in the bin. Now this can't be a good idea, because we all know that these dolls have like magical voodoo powers, 
So maybe when she went to sleep that night, she woke up and Charles, whatever we're calling it, was like, ah, oh, I'm right here. I mean, really, it is just a doll. 18 tag match followed all of this, and I said it on SmackDown, and I will say it here on Raw. WWE usually gets these right. They're just fun. And we had AJ Styles and Omos teaming with Retribution to take on the New Day as well as Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. And sometimes the good guys are in control and sometimes the bad guys are in control. And of course, it finished with Omos. WWE absolutely loves Omos at the moment and so do I. People come and get mad at me on Twitter every week. He's just a big dude being good things. Somehow that's all I need. The tag klaxon rah sounded at one point, which meant everybody was allowed to get in the ring and do their big moves. And shout out to that guy on Twitter who actually thought the tag klaxon was a real thing and started listening out to it. You are a very strange individual. And this is when Omos grabbed Ali, gave him this crazy tree slam, and he just pinned him. Of course he did. But yeah, sure, look, this was fine. The tag team division has kind of suffered because of everything else we're doing. But again, as you can probably see, I'm so elated by the finish of tonight's Raw, I don't give a flub. Big E was then up to his tricks again, because he found MVP and Bobby Lashley who were warming up all like, man, I can't believe I have to do this this evening. It's such an annoyance. And once again, just teased that he was going to catch in his briefcase. And at this point, if he hadn't have done it, I think I would have had an emotional meltdown because I was just so bored here. Do drop then beat Eva Marie. I think it's fair to say now we've kind of got to the end of this program. Well, it didn't work. Down. I mean, they just had a two minute match and anything Eva Marie tried to do, the drop just no sold. And then she hit her with a flying cross body. And that was that. I have no other words to tell you about this. That is literally all it was. A carrying cross promo was next. And while he doesn't sound like a robot, because last week I pretended he did sound like a robot, now I think it's really funny to pretend that Karrion Cross sounds like a robot. So, my name is Karrion Cross, but I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Deep down, most of you don't know who you really are, but you have an idea of who you'd like to be. Most don't find their true nature until they're suffering or inflicting the suffering. My list of casualties on Raw continues to grow. If you want to know if I enjoy my opponent's agony, you tell me. And so on and so on. Basically, he doesn't sound very happy, although he does sound a lot like Sean O'Hare. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Raw then had one of the best Monday night endings ever. Oh, you bet your ass I said it. And I don't want any of these butts either. But we should have built this for longer. No, but we should have waited for a pay-per-view. No, but we did it too quickly. No, 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 no. Sometimes you just have to be happy and sometimes you just have to accept what you've been given. Because even when Big E became the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, I was like, oh, man, they're never actually going to do it because WWE all set things up and they don't give me what I want. They don't give me what I need. So when I do get what I want and I do get what I need, I'm not going to sit here all becoming a negative Nancy looking for the problems. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. And this was truly wonderful, lovely, and tremendous. We, of course, started with Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley, which I also thought was a really good match. And because Riddle was on the outside causing a distraction, Bob kept looking at him like, if you do this anymore, I'm going to kill you. This allowed Randy Orton to set up for the draping DDT, but this is Bob Lashley we're talking about. He just chucked him right over the top rope to the floor. They were then flying over barricades and into ring posts when Bobby Lashley gave Randy Orton this spear for a really close near fall. And once again, I was just in super nerd here mode, I bit. Oh, and then actually had the whole thing won after an RKO, but that dastardly MVP just grabbed his client, whatever we're calling it, and dragged him under the ropes. He wasn't able to do anything. And that's when Randy, even despite all his experience, made the biggest mistake of his career. He was like, right, that's it. He went after MVP. He gave him the RKO, so he was distracted. And when he got back in the squared circle, he got speared. 
and he lost. Which also means this is an absolutely historic episode of Raw, because bring it down, that is 100 distractions in 2021 on WWE television. Only in September. I thought we'd get there in like November, December, and it'd be close, but not at all. And I can't even celebrate because honestly, what else would I actually do? I do not give a flub though, because the aftermath of this was everything I need in my life. Bob went absolutely nuts and even threw Randy Orton through a table, but in that fracas, he injured his own leg. That's when Biggie's music hit. He was actually going to do it as well. So like I say, there was no tricks and no shenanigans, but Bob was all like, no, I cannot compete in this match because I'm injured. But Biggie was having none of this. So he walked up to Lashley and he slapped him right round the face. And that was not fighting words, fighting actions. And the match was on. Biggie went for the big ending too, but then Lashley slipped out the back and hit him with a spear. And honestly, I think a part of me died inside. I was so worried that he was going to lose. And when he kicked out at two, you just knew what was going to happen. I almost did a backflip. And thank goodness that did happen too, because I felt my heart break like Ralph Wiggum. But then Biggie started his comeback. He hit the big ending. And I actually count along with the referee's hand, because again, I'm just an absolute idiot. Because he went one and he went two. And then he went three, and there was a giant Simon-shaped hole in the side of my living room, because apparently, I'm telling you, I was so pumped, I ran through concrete. Is that true? You will never know. And if you've been watching Ups and Downs for a long time, you know that I have been on the Biggie boat for ages and wanted this for a crazy amount of time, to the point when it did happen, I think a part of me just died. And my body jettisoned some lifts away from my body, because it was like, I don't know what's going on here, but we can't control all the excitement, we gotta get rid of some dead wood. The New Day came out to celebrate afterwards as the fans lost their mind. Biggie looked so damn happy, and there is that word. Let's do more happy things, let's do some more satisfying things, and don't come in my house and go, well, we can't do this every week. Of course we can. Why can't we? We should be coming up with these kind of ideas and we should have been injecting them into everybody's face. No one has ever said, oh, I'm really bored of being happy. That would be madness. So this seriously just proves that the last few weeks in professional wrestling have been some of the best times ever. And I mean it, which means it doesn't just get an up. It doesn't just get a golden up. It gets 522 golden ups as I destroy my system again. But here's what I want to happen too. I now want to take that number and I'm going to give it the thrust up. That's right, the thrust up. Biggie, he loves thrusting. I'm sure he'd be proud of this. And it's the only one I'm ever going to give out in the entire lifetime of ups and downs. The very special and very unique and very weird thrusting up. This was damn well perfect. It also brought us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And let's all now just lay down and enjoy it for what it was. It doesn't just get an up overall. That's right, it gets a golden up. Just based on one damn thing. But again, it made me happy. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.